Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Listen, sport. I know things have been tough between me and your mom, but I wanted to let you know that we're working things out. So, I'm back, and you can't keep me down. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, who went out for a pack of smokes 10 years ago. (laughs) Yep, and I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) I got that puppy for you that you always wanted. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So we have our garbage boy, but we don't have our Captain Tangent today. Uh, Where is he? Reap. (laughs) I know. He's watching. uh, Oh, no. He's going to uh, Paul McCarthy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just watched yesterday, so he's all on this Beatles kick. Yeah, he's getting there. So, (laughs) Oh, man. feels weird. It's been a while since we've done just two people on the podcast. Hey, the best part of this podcast. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) The reason why people come week after week. (laughs) I feel so naked without having Nick here. Just, you know shouting something at me i don't know what but <laughs> yeah, i think he trained it in me that i can't finish a sentence without oh oh sorry oh, okay. nick was that you <laughs> <laughs> oh man but don't worry he'll be back next week our captain tangent oh yeah yeah, yeah. so well, don't you fret people he'll be back to interrupt <laughs> us and yell his opinion into the microphone <laughs> he'll give you that shawshank redemption rating too and everything oh man we love you nick we miss yeah, you yeah. too we yeah miss we miss you man <laughs> <laughs> feels so weird with two people oh, oh man yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think the last time we did two was glass i think that was the last movie yeah, and that yeah. was forever ago too oh man back in the days that we did scene by scene yeah back in the days of scene by scene so we will eventually do that again maybe we'll see we'll figure it out we'll We'll figure figure it out out. yeah it's hard to do scene by scene so yeah you might as well just watch the movie yeah you might as well or you can hear the antics that we come up with you can so (laughs) i know a lot of podcasts whenever i hear them do scene by scene i'm just like how do you remember all this stuff without writing just a massive amount of oh yeah this happened yeah and then oh Oh, yeah, this happened. And then when did this happen or when did that happen? It all gets jumbled up. Hey, but but audience members, if you like that or if you like the watch alongs, let us know because we'll bend the knee. We'll do whatever you guys want us. Up to a point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're circus clowns. You can just pay us money and we'll do what you want. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't done a watch along since Twilight, since the first one. Oh, I got one planned. I have one planned. (laughs) And it's going to be bad. (laughs) I have to get you back. Oh, God. So as always, we'll start off with a little bit of movie news. So the first bit I got here is apparently Aladdin has surpassed independence day making it the highest grossing will smith movie wow that is crazy man good good for you will smith i mean i think you've needed a win for a little while now because yeah felt like he was doing kind of but i don't know if this movie was a win though i mean financially it's a win yeah yeah yeah, but i don't know how the critics are reacting to his performance of genie i'm sure it's better than you know you know, critics' performance on like Suicide Squad mm, true, or true. Gemini Man that's going to come out. <laughs> and- <laughs> but I will say, I do like Will Smith as an actor, and I feel like he's come out with some pretty good movies in the past, but I didn't know that Independence Day was his highest grossing movie. Yeah. I think he's hit kind of a rough spot for a little while mm. where he just kept on doing failure after failure, mm. whether it was financial or critical or both uh, <laughs> but he did not do independence day too so and, yeah yeah that was a good choice on his yeah part. that was probably a really good choice he had some sense right there i never saw independence day too but as soon as i saw liam hemsworth i was just like you know what 
I'm more of a Chris Hemsworth person myself. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything with Liam, I'm just like, no, I might as well go for the better Hemsworth. So. But Jeff Goldblum was in that movie, right? Oh yeah, he was for like five minutes, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> That's all they could afford. Same with like Jurassic World, the second one. He was in there for like. Wait, five are or you 10 serious? Minutes. Yeah, he was in there. Oh he was in shoot, the, he was in the trailer. <laughs> I, oh, I don't pay God. attention. That was so off my radar. I didn't really care. That about movie it. was like I never saw it either. But apparently, that movie wasn't good, and the first one kind of bored me a bit. Well, and... the original trilogy, the first two were gold. Oh, the first two were really good, and then the third one was just like crazy off the wall. Yeah, third one it started losing a lot of people. Those first two, pretty solid. Too, yeah, so. yeah, man. I mean, when you get Steven Spielberg to come back to do a second thing, so I don't think he usually does any sequels at all. Really? And I think The Lost World, I might be wrong, but I think The Lost World is probably one of the few sequels he has done. Interesting, interesting. And of course, where's Nick when we need him? Because yeah, you yeah. know this, yeah. <laughs> Where are you, encyclopedia? Yeah. <laughs> 80s is his time, so. Oh, man, but uh, also a bit of other movie news. We had a uh, Avengers Endgame did a re-release and they did six additional minutes on top of what was thrown in there. Mm, so that's interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Now, was it pertinent to the storyline or the plot at all? So from what I was reading up, some of these deleted scenes weren't like completely finished in general. They mm. released them, of course, back into theaters, and a lot of people, you know, you see the. Uh, you know, the full movie again, plus yes, that yes. six minutes worth. I knew they were going to do a re-release. I didn't know it was like this weekend they were going to do it. So, oh, wow. But uh, it included like a deleted scene, I guess, featuring the Hulk saving some people from like a fiery building. Mm. Um, it included like a Spider-Man sneak peek for Far From Home. And I guess like a final thank you from Marvel Studios. And they had like an I Love You 3000 Stanley like tribute or something in there oh, too. Really? So, okay. so I'm sure there's like other things that they released in there too. But that's like the main thing right there. But it was actually incorporated into the movie yeah. and not like ending scenes after the credits. As far as I know, it was incorporated into the movie. I think there is a different like after credit scene. Mm. So I think the things that got cut that, that got put on the cutting room floor, they re-added them back in there. And I think this will take apart Avatar for highest grossing. So. <laughs> okay. Now, does this add to the original like grossing or how much money how that much, it's making i'm pretty sure it does yeah okay. so it'll it'll add on to it so this will help it kind of take over avatar so to mm. kind of bring it down but <laughs> well in order for you to get six more minutes you have to sit through another three hour movie yeah i mean it's a good movie to watch oh, yeah, i don't know no. if it's worth going agree, out again I, I mean for just six additional minutes i mean maybe it is but yeah you're basically paying 15 dollars for yeah. six minutes and if you want to bring someone with you or you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean I think I might just wait for the DVD release, the Blu-ray. Mm, Definitely yeah, get yeah. on Blu-ray that you can kind of see everything on there. Deleted scenes, director's commentary, all that fun stuff right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. So um, other movie news we have. Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Mm. So... How do you feel about that? I mean, another Disney live action coming yeah, out again. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've talked about it a number of different times. I just wonder who is this to? Or, and I get it. We mentioned that nostalgia is it's, it's one of those things that motivate people to come into the movie theaters and sharing it with their children. But another one, Little Mermaid was good. I'm just like thinking about like the classics, the ones that really stood out yeah. that everyone had to go and see. I don't know. Not a lot of people were clamoring about Little Mermaid with the circles that I ran with. I don't know. I mean, I never really watched too much of the Little Mermaid. I mean, Lion King, I'm definitely going to go watch Lion King in theaters. 
Uh, Little Mermaid, I might skip unless mm. we do it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick yeah. wanted to watch this movie. He, oh, he did? He, oh, no. <laughs> well, he brought it up. He was the one that said, I want to see a Little Mermaid live action. And I was kind of thinking, that's a little creepy, Nick, but yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're, you're into. Want, <laughs> yeah, I would see. So Lion King, I'm definitely going to see. And I would see Mulan. I think Mulan done live action. Mm. I think that might be the one that... Yeah, yeah. that I wouldn't mind seeing that because you have, you know, like that scene in the mountain when she shoots down the oh yeah the yeah. mountain and the avalanche happens and yeah. all that stuff and there's just like six guys left. So <laughs> and I, I want to see Eddie how Murphy. they uh, they remake uh, Mushu. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mushu. They, yeah. They better bring Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Mur- back. Yeah, you got to bring Eddie Murphy back. <laughs> I mean, they brought back James Earl Jones for uh, for Lion King as mm, uh, yeah, Mufasa. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think they could bring back. Eddie Murphy as, as I think Mushu. So. Yeah, I, think I can't so. really see anyone else taking over Eddie Murphy for that. I can't, <laughs> I mean... So, okay, Little Mermaid, I'm not saying that it was bad. I think it's a good movie. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Are they going to have Sebastian? Are they going to have, like, this kind of stereotypical Jamaican accent that's kind of borderline uh, racist? I was like, who's Sebastian? But he's the lobster, right? Uh, crab. Oh, you're a crab? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're probably going to include, I mean, all the major characters they have to include with when they're doing these, you know, live action adaptations. Yeah. So, And I just and, figure with it being underwater, like looking at Aquaman. Aquaman was a beautiful movie. Yeah, like, it was really yeah, colorful. Like all the underwater scenes and then they had the octopus that's playing the the, oh, the they used to do the drums. Yeah, I was doing the drums. So. And I expect that in The Little Mermaid. I expect it to look beautiful. Like a lot of colors, <laughs> underwater filters, all these different songs. I I do like Disney songs. Like they're very yeah. catchy. You know, they flood my iPod and stuff. So <laughs> that's fine. I just I hope it's good. That's that's all. I just hope it's good. But is it going to be a shot for shot remake, or is it already going to adjust things and change things? Oh up god, again? I don't, it's probably going to be a Latin route, like mm. shot for shot. I think where you said it, like seventy percent of it is going to be the same, and then thirty percent new filler stuff. But how do you feel about that? Do you do you uh, like shot for shot movies? Or? God, I mean, like, for live action, it's just. It's so picky because this is Disney and yeah, everything. Yeah. Of course, they're going to make money and all that stuff, but. I think I said it before where if it's the Disney movies you really liked as a kid, those are the ones you're going to go watch in live action. I think you'll still love them regardless of the shot for shot or if Mm. they add new stuff. So for me, like The Lion King and Mulan, that's something I would really watch like in theaters and I think I would really enjoy. But like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, those aren't my favorite growing up. So they weren't really my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever I see I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, going through it again. So I think Lion King is the one that might like change the game where it's like, oh, this is actually worth actually because I think Lion King is more. I guess you would say a lot more people tend to go to it. Or it's, yeah, no, it's usually I'm, their I'm, favorite Disney movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that. And the cast on it so far sounds great. I just yeah. know it's James Earl Jones. You got Childish Gambino. Has. And, and Beyonce. <laughs> oh, Beyonce's in it too? Yeah, she's going to be Nala, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So, <laughs> so, so far, that's pretty legit. Pretty solid casting. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, but... Yeah, that's all I got right there for our movie news. Man, we're moving through this pretty quickly. Hey, <laughs> maybe we might hit that hour mark. <laughs> Whoa, who knows? I know a lot of you have been clamoring for that and asking for us yeah. to just keep it within an hour. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We might go off the deep end still. Yeah, Tangents yeah. for life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we have to We have to do him justice, you know? Even though he's not here, we have to have some certain tangents. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know, I got a couple other things I can throw in here. Um, So, like an MCU fan, he kind of threw out this artwork where it was like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay. But it was going to be like Tobey Maguire, mm. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and all that stuff right there. So, 
bringing back all those Spider-Mans for just one big Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, man. And I mentioned it in the last episode that if they were going to do some cross-universe stuff, they should do it in Spider-Man. If they bring Tobey Maguire back in, I would be so hyped. Marvel, you did it before with Endgame that you listened to the fans and then you just brought it out and blew everyone's mind. Do this. <laughs> bring Tobey Maguire, bring Andrew Garfield, bring Tom Holland and have this like crazy showdown with all the Spider-Man going against, I don't know, some big bad Galactus, I don't know. Yeah, something. Oh, Galactus. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll lose. <laughs> that might be a little too big for them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know, Maybe man. another, I mean, Doc Ock, you can bring him back if you wanted to. Mm. Um, you can bring back other versions of maybe like Green Goblin, too. The Kingpin, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Sinister Six. Sinister yeah. Six. Oh, even the best one. You can bring back uh, J. Jonah Jameson with J.K. <laughs> Simmons. That was God, I remember seeing that, and I'm just like, that is spot on. From watching like the animated, <laughs> the animated, series, yeah, the yeah, animated yeah. series into that, I'm just like, wow, that is spot on. Like he was born to play that guy. Like, <laughs> you know, because of this podcast, I never knew how much I loved Spider-Man, or specifically Tobey Maguire's uh-huh. Spider-Man, until this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, and also too, like I remember I was looking up with Andrew Garfield because, of course, you know they had the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, mm. and then once that kind of fell through with Spider-Man Three, and they couldn't quite get Spider-Man Four up off the ground, you know, Sam Raimi gave them his blessing to go ahead and just reboot the franchise, and then they had the Amazing Spider-Man with One and Two with Mark Webb, and with Andrew Garfield. He thought he was still going to be Spider-Man for like an amazing Spider-Man 3 until, you know, of course, he saw the news that they had just casted a new Spider-Man, Tom Holland, as a new Spider-Man to be in this new movie coming up. And I felt so bad for him because like nobody gave him a courtesy call or anything to say, hey, we're going in this different direction. That sucks, Yeah, that really sucks. (laughs) You just find out you're out of the job, like, you know. On TV, you don't even know one from Sony even calls you. But I guess like his whole thing was he was just he wasn't really proud of what was presented in The Amazing mm. Spider-Man, which they're not my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I've tried watching them a couple different times. And even Andrew Garfield feels that it's not the best portrayal of Peter Parker in general. He just couldn't quite yeah, yeah. get it spot on. But I think he would be willing to come back if he had another chance to get, you know, his Peter Parker version right. So, yeah, yeah. And I think he can. I think he's got the depth for it. You said it before that he was the, well, I don't want to say best, but he was a good version of Spider-Man. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire was the best version of Peter Parker. He really was, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I talked about it before. There is like a shot-for-shot scene in the first Spider-Man movie and in the Pleasantville movie with Tobey Maguire, too, Mm. as well. So I swear it's shot for shot where he's talking to a girl in the distance and no one can hear him. <laughs> Go check out Pleasantville. Go check out the first Spider-Man. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. So, <laughs> Also, like Jake Gyllenhaal, I don't know if you knew this, he was really close to being Spider-Man in Spider-Man really? 2. Yeah, so apparently Tobey Maguire, he had gotten a back injury. Yes, yes, yeah. you mentioned this I think, before. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like a bunch of episodes ago, too. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember which one. So, But he had gotten a back injury. From uh, when he was doing the movie uh, Sea Biscuit, mm. and it was kind of rumored that Tommy McGuire was using this back injury probably to get like more money for his Spider-Man Two role and everything, but we're not entirely sure. But Jake Gyllenhaal was training, he was working out, and he was setting up to be the next Spider-Man in the second movie. And he apparently was very close until Tommy McGuire decided, you know, whatever happened <laughs> to come back and everything. And uh, there was apparently even like some uh, on-set kind of. Uh, not really hate or just a little pettiness between like James Franco and Tobey Maguire 
because uh, James Franco has said that Tobey Maguire had like frog-like features. And, what? <laughs> and so, which, you know, I guess you can kind of see that a bit. And, <laughs> and apparently like he wasn't well liked on set by like some of the crew members and even like the electricians there, they had offered a uh, Joe, I can't ever say his last name, Joe Mandaleno. I usually call him Joe DiGiorno Pizza. Um, he's, you know, they had yeah, offered, yeah. yeah, he plays Deathstroke now. Oh, he used to play Deathstroke, I guess, in the in DC uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, not but, Delivery DiGiorno. Yeah, there you go, not Delivery DiGiorno, <laughs> Joe DiGiorno Pizza. And so he was, uh, apparently the electricians, they were going to give him a hundred bucks because there's a fight scene where he plays Flash Thompson. There's that fight scene in the locker area with yeah, yeah. him and Tobey Maguire. They're gonna give him a hundred bucks to actually hit Toby Maguire for real in the face. <laughs> Man, for a hundred dollars, yeah. that's pretty low. Yeah, you know? that's really low for to not get work ever again in Hollywood. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> of course he didn't do it, but I just I just picture like the electricians like, how much do you guys got? And they're going through their pockets, they're pulling out crumpled dollars, and it's like, uh, ninety nine, a hundred. I have a hundred dollars. You got a hundred bucks. Uh, a uh, guy is playing Flash Thompson. Punch him in the face and this hundred dollars is yours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when you kind of relook at those movies because in the beginning they're like all in high school. Yeah, yeah. And none of them look like high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. were still in that phase of just you cast someone who's like 28 or 29 to play a 16 or 17 year old <laughs> and it just ruins expectations if you're a kid watching that because you're not going to look like no, that yeah, when you're in high school. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> As a kid though, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to have facial hair like that or to yeah. get a built body like that. That's going to be great. And nope. Just ruined expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I was with uh, like that 70s show with Hyde. I was like, oh wait, I can't wait to have a cool beard like that. <laughs> Everyone I knew who had a cool beard in high school like that with Hyde and that 70s show they're all bald now (laughs) and i'm not bald by the way just to let you guys know (laughs) well your brother had a pretty cool beard growing up yeah throughout high school i couldn't grow that i was always jealous of it mine still comes in patches so i call it a puberty beard so Mm. yeah sounds about right (laughs) that does sound about right so oh man but that's all i got right there for a little bit of movie news um Uh, actually i I wanted to mention did you guys did did you guys uh it's like nick is still here (laughs) i know right did you see the trailer for the Peanut Butter Falcon? No, I haven't. What is that? It's Shia LaBeouf's new movie that's coming out, and it looks interesting. Wait, what's it called again? It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, you got to tell me what it's about. All right. All right. <laughs> so it's about a kid that has Down syndrome, and he's being cared for by his sister, and he escapes from like wherever they're keeping you know, trying to keep him safe yeah. and stuff. They're secluded and all that. He has this dream of going to this wrestling school. So he sees uh, a commercial on television for a wrestling school, and he's uh-huh. like, I want to be that. I want to be badass and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So he escapes. Like, he bends the bars. What? <laughs> it's not a superhero. <laughs> I, I don't know. Within the trailers, the bars are bent. I don't know if he did it himself or he got yeah. something to bend them, but there's bars over the window. I don't know why, but he bends the bars. He escapes, and he's just this naked Down syndrome kid going through the countryside and he comes across Shia LaBeouf and they make this deal that hey I'm gonna get you to this wrestling school and I don't know what he's gonna get but so the, it's Shia a, LaBeouf finds a naked boy yeah, and yeah. then takes him in <laughs> <laughs> and it looks good it, it looks like a um 
kind of like a Tom Sawyer kind of movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's very rural. They're going through the countryside. They're hitchhiking. They're going on railroad tracks and stuff like that. And the sister is trying to find them. Okay. And it's it's just really interesting. It kind of gives me a Oh Brother Where Art Thou kind of vibe to it. It reminds me a little bit of Bubble Boy. Mm, oh, yeah, it, Bubble, Bubble Boy, Boy yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. it's not so much of a comedy. It's, okay. It's very touching. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think it's an independent film. I, I don't know. It, uh-huh. Or it kind of seems like oscar bait or whatever right but the trailer alone made me want to watch it and shia labeouf he has some hit and miss movies and he does some like crazy he does like, really there was yeah. that time he was just doing nothing but crazy stuff yeah so. yeah <laughs> some crazy art installations or these memes or whatever uh-huh. but i don't know i like i would give it to him i'd probably watch the movie <laughs> maybe in theaters maybe not but it's called peter butter falcon because in the trailer, he's like, you need a name. And he's like, Falcon. And then <laughs> he starts rubbing peanut butter on his face, and he's like, Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I'm my like, God. Okay. <laughs> so, Are you I, sure this isn't a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be some sort of feel-good movie. Okay. And the trailer alone was uplifting and made me feel good and made me want to watch it. All so, right. yeah, be on the lookout for that. I might check it out on Redbox or <laughs> or watch Bubble Boy again. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll check out the trailer, though. Shia the buff has been Shia LaBeouf in it for yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the uh, Shia LaBeouf is a cannibal. No, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> it's on YouTube. So I think it's like Shia LaBeouf is a cannibal, and it's like a whole play thing, a whole music video. Actually, about yes, Sh- I did yeah, watch this. <laughs> I forgot the guy's name. I think his name is like Rob Cantor. Yeah, he yeah. did that right there, and so it's actually pretty good. And Shia LaBeouf, you know, shows up at the very end of it. Yeah, too, man. So- <laughs> I don't know. He leans into this like internet thing. Yeah, I don't know. People like him on the internet. He leans into it, and that's cool. One thing that also I want to mention, keeping to the spirit of Nick, may he live on in our hearts forever, um, <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So I was watching this video about like why the internet is so in love with Keanu Reeves and why Keanu Reeves doesn't play into that. Because uh-huh. there are other actors and and artists that are really into if they get uh like this attention they're gonna yeah. lean into it like they like at, exploit it kind yeah, of yeah. Or, look, yeah look at kanye west like everyone yeah. thought he was a douchebag and he's like all right i'm gonna go full douchebag in this yeah <laughs> um yeah, taylor swift she was like playing the whole innocent girl and was like all right i'm gonna go right into that and stuff now she's she's a snake in the grass or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh Keanu Reeves, he likes to stay humble, and they bring it up often in interviews. They say, oh, the internet loves you, and then he always sidesteps the question and tries to move on. Yeah. (laughs) So I just thought it was a really interesting thing because I didn't really think about it, but he just wants to stay out of the limelight and just live a normal life, which is interesting. I I give it to him. That's like the healthiest thing you can do as a Hollywood person is really stay out of the light as much as possible. Look at uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, he... He was a pretty successful comedian. He yeah. had the Dave Chappelle show that had a couple of seasons in it. And then he just decided to stop it because he just wanted to back away from everything. Yeah. It's always crazy how they successfully, some of those actors or actresses or celebrities, they successfully are able to avoid it yeah, yeah. and stay out of that spotlight. So it kind of almost makes you think like how much of this is like you let the paparazzi come do this stuff or how much of it is, you know. Because then again, with that paparazzi thing, it's like there's a fine line of harassment. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and then and I've, just I've like seen videos where like people, oh, yeah. yeah, 
There is uh, the actors or the celebrities. They're just like yelling at the paparazzi and stuff. But they had a video of Keanu Reeves, and he was like saying, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> like that's how mad he makes you right now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah, all whoa. he's gonna get. All right. Keanu Reeves told you that you suck. That's yeah, pretty yeah. heartbreaking, actually. Yeah, yeah. Not breathtaking, <laughs> but <laughs> oh gosh. Any other bits of movie news? Yeah. Oh man. man. <laughs> all right. So oh gosh, today we're gonna be doing Final Destination. Oh, so Tyler. Oh. Tyler. Tyler. Oh man! So, this is what I got here for the story of Final Destination. It's the Rube Goldberg of death. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's the easiest way I could just kind of stumble across not just the movie but the whole entire franchise. You know, I thought that your synopsis of this movie was going to be the reason why millennials don't want to go on planes. Oh yeah, I think there's other reasons. But yeah. 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 So, oh man, Ryan, what was your reaction to this movie? If this was my in-flight movie. I would hope that my plane was Volé 180. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh god. So I this is fun. this is the very first final destination by the way. It's cuz there's like two of them. It's Final Destination, then there's The Final Destination. Yes, and that was released in 2009. Or, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so think how it, okay, so you got Final Destination which is year 2000, then the second one, then the third, and then I think it goes The Final Destination and then whatever the last one's called. I think just So Final Destination. Which one was in 3D? One of Which, them was in 3D. I think I I want to say Final Destination Final Destination three was in 3D because you can just say Final Destination 3D. <laughs> 3D. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, like saw they did that with the saw saw three and then hyphen D. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not clever. Come on, <laughs> come on, writers. You need to think of a better name. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast in your seatbelts. <laughs> Fast and Furious. They they kept on making movies just so that they can come up to eight. Fate of the Furious. It was yeah. Fate, right? Yeah, yeah fate, fate of the, of the Furious, Furious because yeah. that's what they wanted. <laughs> like, that was their goal from the very beginning. We're going to make eight of these movies just so that we can call it Fate of the Furious. They're going to make more, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to stop. So yeah. You can't stop the train, you man. Can't. You can't. I know when um, Paul Walker was still alive, he said he just wanted to keep on making them mm. until they couldn't make them anymore. So they, I think they're just going to make as many of these as possible. As long as they're making money, which they do make money. Speaking yeah. of Keanu Reeves, I believe that director for the John Wick movies, that's his intention also. He just oh, wants really? to keep on making these movies until they Until you just can't it. do it anymore. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a good way to do it. So. I, I saw the trailer for Hobbs and... Uh... Oh, Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. It looks good, man. It actually does. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So, like, with, with Fast and the Furious with me, I haven't seen any of them, I think, since, like, maybe Tokyo Drift. Oh, yeah, And man. that's, like, the TV version. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so I haven't seen any of them. And But when Hobbs and Shaw came on, like, when I saw it in theater, when I saw the trailer for it in theaters, I was like, you know what? This looks ridiculous, but I want to see it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I want to watch it, too. And I've been saying this to myself and to a, a number of my close friends. I want to do a Fast and the Furious marathon. I just yeah. want to watch oh, all of them. Oh, God, it's going to be so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back to this <laughs> Yeah, movie. back to Final Destination. <laughs> so, of course, spoilers, it's been out for, like, 19, almost 20 years yeah, now. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, But it's on Netflix so you can watch it for sure um so the thing with this movie it was originally based on a, an abandoned x-file script by jeffrey reddick and it was titled flight 180 mm-hmm. so i actually read the script i think before i actually like rewatched the movie because okay, i've seen this right. movie god and thousands of times so. how is the script because the script for this movie 
was terrible. Oh, man. So, <laughs> oh, by the way, Jeffrey Reddick, he also followed us over on Twitter too, flick underscore talking. So if you're listening to this, just know I love this movie and I love the screenplay. Hey, so. <laughs> apologies in advance, but I'm not pulling any punches. You released this out there and now you get the criticism. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan. I was just like, oh, we got this guy. You know, he was actually one of the writers for, uh, you know, for this, uh, for this movie. And he's like, oh, no. And I was like, why? He's like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, that's okay because I love it for the both of us. Maybe even all three of us because Nick's not here. So hey, you'll, you'll have to. I'm gonna bring up a bunch of stuff and debate me on oh, it. Oh man, I'll try. <laughs> so anyway, so with the um, so can we can we agree that this is all the mom's fault? Oh yeah, that's a, <laughs> you know it's funny when I was watching this and she tore off that uh, yeah that thing right there. I was like, you just killed your son. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. All of this is the mom's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So the X Files script, uh, which was Flight 180, it was similar to a certain point, but it had like that very like Mulder and Scully like vibe to it. Okay, so, all right. So just kind of like out of like kind of example is it would have included uh, Scully's brother Charlie Scully. Uh, Charlie Scully, uh, her brother Charlie, and <laughs> okay, all right, and so That's he was the one who would have had like the premonition. He would have been on the flight, and he would have been on flight 180. He would have had the premonition, and then he would have gotten, you know, he would have gotten off the plane, and then eight other survivors would have gotten off the plane with him. You know what? If this was an X File episode, uh-huh. I'd definitely watch it. I would think it would be much better because most of my complaints about this movie is just stupid teenage angst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a teenager movie. You can't really call it a slasher movie because there's really nothing there to slash them. It's all just like this just being i guess you could yeah, they call yeah, it yeah. death like throughout the whole entire like franchise they just call it death that yeah. death is after them it's part of death's design and everything and so <laughs> and i don't know i it's just all these like red herrings i hated that like, yeah oh is he gonna slip in the bathroom no no he's not gonna slip in the bathroom is he gonna get electric oh he's not gonna get oh i love that oh, oh is that thing gonna explode <laughs> oh no it's not gonna explode that's oh, like this- crappy unneeded yeah. tension come oh, on <laughs> man i love it so god i because i remember i remember running this movie because those of you who don't know I'm, I'm 25 but i remember running this movie from blockbuster like on vhs and i would watch it like multiple times and <laughs> multiple so times? yeah multiple oh, times yeah exactly and so oh man i would watch it just multiple times and um God, I just remember kind of watching it and each death scene that happens, I just like, oh, I remember when people like first usually see those scenes, it's, it kind of doesn't sit as well. Yeah. And just because, you know, during that whole Todd scene, Todd's the first death in there yeah. is where, you know, you see him kind of trimming his nose hair yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh, he's going to slip and he's going to do this yeah, and yeah. everything. <laughs> oh, you see the water coming through right, and he's, he's going to plug his it neck. He's with no his hair. Neck. He yeah. has no hair on him and he was shaving. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, God. So, but with that specific death scene, I just remember, of course, you know, you have all those lead ups to what's going to happen to him. How's it going to happen? And of course he slips and then he the, chokes the on shower. a clothesline. Yeah, yeah. The, it was it the clothesline. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a clothesline. So the clothesline wraps around his neck, and the, I remember the scene where his eyes turn bloodshot. Yeah, which I feel like was a pretty good effect. You yeah, know, for yeah, the time I in the agree. year two thousand, I felt like that was a pretty solid effect. They had and some so, pretty crappy CG. Like the, it was, it was sometimes hit or miss. With yeah, it. like yeah. the they had ashes rising up and, oh, and forming yeah. something. <laughs> 
or a, a leaf that was fluttering down right at uh, Alex's feet. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you noticed the black figure in because in each death scene, there's yes, like a yes. black figure. I noticed yeah. it. I always notice it with the Todd one, but I never noticed that it's in all the death scenes. Yeah, yeah. You see the black figure, the black kind of shape go throughout. And that's something that was kind of into the X-Files script too. Back to that. That way, you know, you can talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. So with that X-Files script, it was going to have, of course, uh, Scully's brother. He was going to have the premonition. Other people got off the, the flight with him. And the whole concept of it is that he gets these premonitions. He's partially psychic mm. and that he's warned other people before. But usually everyone who ends up getting off the plane or not boarding a bus, they usually end up dying. Yeah, yeah. And so like it had happened, I think, with uh, their sister where uh, Charlie had, you know, saw that, you know, the bus was going to crash. He told her not to get on the bus because it was going to crash. He had one of his premonition things. She doesn't get on the bus, but she ends up getting shot like later on. At least that's what happens, you know, in the script. So this and this episode never came out. This episode never came out. It was an abandoned episode. So, but really? it eventually turned into the final destination franchise. So, <laughs> so basically, you know, as I was reading through the script, you know, it's got that Mulder and Scully vibe where they come in, they investigate yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what's going on, and they're trying to figure out, you know, if these deaths that are happening because it's similar to where these deaths are happening, but people think, you know, they're ruling them out as suicides. Yeah. They keep on ruling these death outs as suicides, even though a lot of people are saying, well, this person wanted to live and they all survived like this major crash and everything. And so, and even kind of Scully says, you know, they have a certain condition where usually people who survive like a major catastrophic, catastrophic event, they end up dying from something similar. Like mm -hmm. you end up surviving, you know, a train that would have derailed, but you got off of it last minute you end up dying because you fell asleep with a cigarette in your mouth and it fell down and you caught on fire. Mm. You know, just stuff like that. You end up dying yeah, for yeah, something yeah. stupid because you you kind of get this, you know, complex where, you know, I can survive anything. And, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and then something stupid gets you, <laughs> like tetanus. And so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh and, man, that scene. And so... But the one other interesting concept, it kind of plays onto the whole kind of bigger grand scheme of the X-Files as far as, um, like, organizations hunting down... Mulder and Scully and trying to get them off the X-Files. That's kind of a premise that happens throughout the show is you have like these Monster of the Week episodes. You yeah, have these yeah, episodes yeah. that are kind of isolated and then you have episodes that are kind of isolated, but they kind of, you know, draw attention to the bigger picture. And usually it's they're trying to get Mulder and Scully off of the X-Files. Yeah. But one interesting thing with this script is it included basically a sheriff who was in charge of the investigate or he's helping with Mulder and Scully on this investigation. And so what kind of ends up happening is he's there, he's saying all oh, these deaths are suicide, but they end up finding out that when they had walked off the uh, the plane, the time when the plane exploded, that the sheriff had died at the hospital, but he came back a minute later after the plane had exploded and these people escaped death or cheated death. And so the sheriff came back with something with him. And mm, so the whole idea and the whole premise of it was that death itself or this entity attached to the sheriff and it wasn't the sheriff. It just came back with the sheriff. Yes. And yes. so the sheriff was kind of like this walking kind of force of nature. Yeah, and he yeah. was the one behind killing these people. Okay. And he was staging it, making it look like suicides, all this stuff. He was ignoring certain evidence because he came back as death and that and he was there like as the force of nature to kill these people to make sure they don't cheat death and made it look like suicides and even at the very end with the script when they're you know when they figure out like oh it's the sheriff it's this and that that's what happens with the cycle someone's you know you know foresees that this major catastrophe is going to happen people cheat death someone comes back from the dead who isn't actually a person anymore they just have the death entity and then they you know reset everything in motion to make sure that they die and even in the script, the sheriff, you know, he's basically he's got 
these two remaining survivors from this, you know, from this uh, flight accident. And he has them tied up and everything. And of course, Mulder and Scully, they end up shooting him, but he yeah. doesn't budge. He doesn't move or anything. He just gets mm, shot and he doesn't move. And then he ends up, you know, shooting the gas tank that he has these people in his car and it blows up, kills the two remaining survivors. And he just stands there as there's fire all around him and then doesn't move eventually until he just turns into ash, basically, from being set on fire. So, so with so it ends the same way as this movie that all of them die. Oh, well, yeah, kind, kind of. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. So. So it, it's kind of like a premise that gets thrown around. And I've seen all the movies except for the final one. Mm. So the whole, and it's funny because, you know, they talk about like death's design and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can find death's design. You can cheat it. You can do this. You can do that. Usually death's design, it changes like every movie. And so, <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's funny because when you first watch this movie, you know, this sets up the whole, it, it doesn't really... They didn't know it was going to get a franchise, right? So it's just kind of supposed to be that secluded story. But in all the other sequels, you have these people who are just like, there was these kids. One of them saw the plane was going to explode. And then they got <laughs> the plane. And then eventually, one by one, they all started dying in the order they were going to die in. And then everyone knows. So they do that in the second movie. They do that in the third movie. And they do that in the fourth movie where they look up exactly what happened. And they're just like, it happened to these people. Now it's happening to us. <laughs> and so, and just like Clockwork, yeah. it's a formula. And every other movie you know, after this one, that's exactly what happens. And and I, was, so, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this movie. And he said that this movie is the best one out of all of them. And basically, uh -huh. it was lather rinse repeat everything is the yeah. same so um, very formulaic someone escapes death uh -huh. and it, it's just different mediums like there's a roller coaster in one yeah. there's a train or whatever train and then yeah. bus accident and other stuff so um and then a car wreck for the second one too okay so i would say with this movie especially i would probably give props you know the jeffrey reddick who was able because i think it's very interesting that you're able to kind of come up with this idea on yeah, your own yeah. even if you draw inspiration for it this is something new that I guess we had never really seen yeah, before. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, I thought it was yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, and, and original. I, I would have liked to see it as either X-Files script or, you know, I just would have loved any version that would have came out with it. If it came out with just X-Files script, this is probably the X-Files episode I would rewatch all the time. Yeah, yeah, and no. So, and as you were describing it, I thought that if it was an X-Files episode, then yeah, it would have been much better. A lot of my complaints are about the teenage oh just kids. done it's teenage just, yeah it's, stuff. Just, it's yeah. just stupid yeah but uh and i'll get into that but it, from how you're describing it this guy is basically killing these people yeah and he's setting it up for a suicide the one thing that i did like about the movie is they made it seem like accidents all except for the teacher the yeah teacher so, it was set up that uh -huh. he looks like he was she was stabbed by alex yeah so the, the funny thing is this so with todd's death scene um, that was the one where basically, you know, the, where he got wrapped with a clothes yes, wire. Yes. Um, so it was established with that death scene that they were going to do it where death is this entity that's trying to kill you and all this stuff. It's more of like, you know, and not so much an actual person, but it's more of like, it's purposely doing this stuff, um, to actually kill you and then kind of cover up the tracks that, you know, it was a suicide. Yeah, so yeah. that's something that I think kind of came from the original script. But then after every death, after Todd's death, they decided, now we're going to set it up as make it look just like accidents. So yeah, that's why yeah. all the other deaths, 
and you know you don't get the thing like in the beginning or with Todd's death where yeah, the water I, goes I back into that. the toilet. Yeah, that. exactly. That was stupid. It, they should have just left it as an accident. Right. Yeah, they really should have. And like that's why it kind of adds a little confusion as far as wait, is this thing trying to cover up a suicide? What exactly yeah, you know, is, is, it is magic this thing doing? Or, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's man. the wind. A lot of times it's the wind. And, so, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and like No, it was John Denver. It was John, John Denver, Denver yeah, is John, trying to kill all of them. <laughs> I actually really like that, that that John Denver song, it plays throughout the course of the movie. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It kind of ruins that that song for everyone. Yeah, but. it does. So. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of kind of like, I guess you could say symbolism where that Alex sees, like, for example, like 925. So his the character Alex, who's Devin Sowa or something like that, mm. teenage heartthrob Devin Sawa, or mm. <laughs> he uh, he was born, his birthday is 925, yeah, and yeah. his departure flight is 925, but he also seats, sits in uh, seat or probably C-I, which is the ninth letter in the alphabet, <laughs> and then row 25. Mm. So it's like 925, 925, 925. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see like a 666 on the bottom of like kind of like a luggage carrier when he's walking onto the plane. So, But again, you know. it so in the beginning, in that whole uh, opening sequence uh-huh. when with the title, with like uh, when it's just a bunch of shots of random things, and they have like these random shots of like the devil and 666 oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, occult things and stuff but none of that come to play in this movie it's just death so actually pretty much with that like a lot of these deaths are actually foreshadowed in the very beginning of the movie interesting so you actually have it where you see like the doll that's hanging by the by the neck Mm, that actually symbolizes like todd's death scene okay then you have like a picture i think of like a guillotine in one of the books that represents like billy's death scene Mm. and actually in the scene when the plane explodes oh by the way this movie you know of course year 2000 is very pre-9-11 because he talks about the plane exploding yeah yeah like i remember i remember because when I first saw it like a year ago after a long time, I'm just like, oh, this movie is so, you know, pre 9-11 because, you know, of course, nowadays everyone knows you mentioned the plane's going to explode. Then you're everything stops. Yeah, you yeah. get thrown off the plane. You get thrown into a room. Everyone on the flight's like, hell no, we're getting all getting off this plane. Yeah, they yeah. all shrug it off like, oh, that guy's just crazy. And so, <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, someone says the plane's going to explode. You get off that plane. Oh, and yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. Part of that foreshadowing, too, is like when uh, the plane actually explodes and they're in the uh, like the terminal area. Yeah. yeah. You see behind I think her name is Terry. You see a bus behind her in a picture in a framed picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when uh, Billy's looking at the uh, plane fly away, you see a shadow kind of go over half his face where his face gets cut in half. Mm. So there's a lot of kind of foreshadowing with it. And Tyler, even with, I think like, you've watched this movie too many yeah. times. <laughs> and so even with Carter, and by the way, my favorite saying is, Carter, you dick. With oh. Billy. <laughs> he says it so many times, and I love it every time yeah. Sean William Scott says it. Okay. And- <laughs> uh, the, the quote that I liked was, hey, fuck you, Horton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, so- but it, it's just hilarious seeing Sean William Scott in this movie, uh-huh. and he's not the douchebag. Yeah, like- <laughs> he's kind of like, I don't know, he's getting bullied. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. So. He's getting bullied, and he's like this comic relief. Carter, you Like, dick. idiot. <laughs> you're next. I'm staying away from you. Because so- <laughs> you're next. You're dead. <laughs> and then he- and I wanted him to say, so my... The biggest thing I always wanted for this movie is before he dies to say, Carter, you dick. And then he just gets cut in half. His head gets oh, cut yeah. in half. It's a I missed opportunity. It. Yeah, it definitely, definitely a missed is. opportunity. So, but oh, I wrote man. down, like, as they were boarding the plane, there's all these different things going on. There was freaking out Alex. And Alex is just reading into these signs heavily. He's, yeah, like, he really going is. Into yeah. It. yeah. And I was I wrote down, man, I would hate to be on this plane. First thing, you have this baby that's crying his head off. Yeah. And the baby 
I don't know if you saw it, but the baby has a face like a grown man. It oh, just, really? Yeah, I didn't notice. It looks yeah. so weird. I don't know. I, was, I saw it on Netflix. Maybe they did some weird CG thing on it. Uh-huh. But the baby has a face that looks like a grown man. So one thing, the baby's crying like crazy, and it looks like a weird, tiny old man uh-huh. that's like jumping on the lap of the mom or whatever. You have like this weird bald French guy, or I don't know, he's bald. Yeah, uh, and he's just receding like, hairline. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, and he's just. <laughs> Saying a bunch of French things, that's super annoying. And then plus you got Sean William Scott on this plane. <laughs> so I would hate to be on that flight. Dealing yeah. with all three of those things is terrible. Not Sean William Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that. Oh, man. If I saw him walk through the door, I'm like, I'm getting off this plane. This plane's going to explode. Get me off of this. <laughs> oh, man. But kind of back to the setup of like, I guess you could say with this movie and like the other ones too throughout the franchise is like, they have, I think they have very memorable death scenes, and the most memorable one is the one in Final Destination 2 where it's the car wreck, and it's the uh, the cop's death where, you know, he's driving on the road, and there's a big truck in front of him, or, you know, throughout the road, and it's got these wooden kind of logs in it. Okay. The log breaks off and just goes straight through the cop mm, car. Okay. If you've seen the second movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's like the scene where every time you're driving on the freeway and you see a big-ass semi hauling stuff, you think yeah, yeah, Final yeah. Destination. Something's going to snap off. Something's going to do something. And then we're all dead because some log went through our window or whatever. When right? I <laughs> when I saw Baby Driver with those, uh, oh yeah, uh, what are those rods? Uh, the the metal rods, yeah, like the copper I, rods they yeah, use yeah, for like, yeah. construction. Yeah, I, I don't drive behind cars that are are or trucks that are transporting that stuff because I don't want one of them to come down and just like pierce yeah, through exactly, the heart. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and but yeah, so. That's like kind of the first and second one. With the second one, with the whole death schematic, they kind of do it where like instead of it, you die in the order you die in, you die in the reverse order you're supposed to die in. Mm. And so it's like, you know, death has to continually change up his game because everyone keeps on figuring it out. And so <laughs> um, I don't remember. And the third one, sh- it's like, oh, when you take pictures of people, it shows how you're going to die. Too. Oh, OK. It's like kind of that concept. That's and interesting. They, and so uh, that's it, like a say cheese and die from Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> which had Ryan Gosling in it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan Gosling <laughs> in it. And so uh, fourth one was just ridiculous. That was like a NASCAR one. And uh, I hear the fifth one's actually pretty decent, but kind of like spoiler warning for it, too. If you don't want to know it, just let me know. But I don't think you're going to see it. But <laughs> yeah, man. Ryan's just shaking his no, head man. like, don't all you of, dare. <laughs> all of them sound terrible. <laughs> so with the last one, it's actually a prequel. And you don't know it's a prequel to the very end. So you're Ooh. watching this whole thing kind of go on. You know, it's the same deal, same formula. Get you get. Did M Night Shyamalan direct that one? Maybe no, he didn't. <laughs> but uh, so like, it's the whole thing where you get the premonition, you save the people, then death comes after you, and all this stuff. But the way the movie ends is they cheat death. They're you know it's all happy ever after, and they're getting on a plane to go to Paris, and then they see the fight break out between Carter mm, and Alex, and that's what it sets up and everything. Okay. So, so it's kind of like a split setup. Kind of yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. you could say yeah. So so but before Split did it. <laughs> <laughs> so um it was funny i wrote down that uh as i was watching this movie alex is like tripping out and he say he says that he's, the plane's gonna explode they kick him off and then everyone's all pissed off at him and then the airplane explodes in the distance and everyone is shocked and everyone is looking at alex and yeah alex is just afraid and not knowing what's going on if i was alex in that situation i'd be rubbing it in. i was like i told you yeah, i told I you i told you it was gonna explode <laughs> see i did that all of you gonna die <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, he missed and, an opportunity there. That was a very missed opportunity. Yeah, he could so. have invoked fear into their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they even ask him, like, Billy's just like, hey, I'm going to take my driver's test next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> How's gonna it going to go? Like, hey, am I going to pass? And Should so, I ask this girl out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, gosh. But yeah, even in that X-Files script, it's uh, where whoever has the premonition, they end up not. They're, they're spared from this whole, like, mm. death is going to get them kind of scheme because I guess it makes sense. Like, if you see the death, you're not supposed to be on that plane. Tyler, that's, don't, that's why you, you know, I don't want to get you off. to use that string of words in this sentence. I guess it makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense in this movie. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, no, man. No. So, uh, okay. So, Carter or yeah. Car- Carter Horton, that's the, the, yeah, that's that's the, the boy. Yeah. He's a grade A F boy, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's a. Like, one of the, the lines that I just had to write down, it, he says, it, it's during the funeral, uh-huh. and he's talking to his girlfriend, he's talking to oh, Alex, and then he about. says, I'm never going to die. <laughs> yeah, what? You're like, never going to die, fuck? Alex? I'll kill you right now. <laughs> oh, no, not Alex. Carter, Carter you dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Oh, man so yeah it's just i'm never gonna die like oh okay and so uh or or that scene when this is before todd dies uh right and he is just full-blown crazy in his room they have all these books and oh yeah newspaper articles (laughs) spruing about and he's just trying to figure it out and then he's so stressed out he's like ah he opens his drawer and pulls out a, oh a hustler or like yeah, a, a penthouse. Porno mat. Yeah, yeah and it's like oh man, he's so stressed out that he's gonna jerk it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Plus, dude, he gets out like the magazine. I'm just like, how old is this movie again? Like, <laughs> like oh god! <laughs> that, that's how he's gonna unwind. <laughs> yeah, he's just so stressed out. He's like, ah, you know what? I just so, need to jerk it. <laughs> so you, you, you know, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but anyways, he throws the because uh, the whole idea too is where you know the deaths are gonna happen, but you kind of get clues about. Yeah, you just have to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he throws the the Hustler magazine and it hits the fan and then Todd comes out because he sees an owl. And by the way, owls are omens for death in Mm, some cultures, so that's why that's there. Um, But yeah, so there's kind of these little clues and everything that, you know, how people are typically going to die. And even with like, you know, rewatching it and I see, uh, I think her name is... uh, Claire. Not, uh, it's actually Clear. So clear. I don't know, you know oh, her name is actually yes, clear. Wa- clear. Yeah, so I know. I Forgive thought it was clear. Me. Yeah. Uh, How dare you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> they need to give him so, her some like airy, like non-norm yeah. name because she does metalwork sculptures so, and stuff. She was apparently named after uh, James Wong is the director. Not James okay. Wan, but James Wong. He's the director, and he actually worked on a bunch of X-Files episodes, too. Okay, all right. Um, as well as Glenn Morgan, who helped write this with James Wong and Jeffrey Reddick. They all worked, or basically those two, Jeffrey and Glenn, or sorry, James and Glenn, they worked on other X-Files episodes. But apparently, you know, Clear is named after, like, one of their assistants or something, where they actually knew someone named Clear, and they just used that name in there because it was such a such an, you know hippie stupid. style yeah. <laughs> yeah stupid yeah just, just stupid <laughs> for the audience members out there i'm just glaring at tyler right like, oh man i'm loving it too because i really like this movie <laughs> nah, I, don't know, I don't know why i don't know why <laughs> so oh man but um another good kind of, i i like a lot of the death scenes in here but terry's death um that's carter's girlfriend mm, yeah. because you know kind of lackluster i i feel like at the time if it's your first time ever watching it and you seeing her go off and about and, you know, of course, her final words is you can just drop fucking dead. Yeah. And as soon as she steps into the street, boom, mm. hit by a bus. And so that's not really I guess it's, it's something you've seen before. 
but just to that extent yeah yeah no but it's compared, so sudden and, compared to all the other movies yeah or not all the other movies compared to all the other deaths they were so intricate and they had all these little details yeah. like the live wire when clear is about to die it's literally coming after yeah, her so it's chasing like, her like a snake yeah and like and terry only gets uh gets yeah hit she by a gets truck. hit yeah so it's not really it's just, just hit by a truck it's either really good or really bad so mm-hmm. but um another interesting thing i know i got a lot of these with this movie is when the blood because she gets hit and of course the blood splatters on everyone yeah right? yeah so the number five uh, blood splatters on Carter, which is a five on it because he's the fifth survivor that to get killed. And then the seven goes on Alex because of the seven people who got off the plane. Mm, and Tyler, so it's a very subtle thing. You, but yeah, me. it's it's there. It's and terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. That's a lot of that's a lot of thought and effort into this movie. So. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Gosh. William Shakespeare will be so proud. I know. He'd be like, so proud. The this... curtains are blue. Nope. Like, <laughs> not in this movie. And so. Oh, oh gosh. But so Terry's death is definitely like really sudden. I think my favorite, one of my. I think definitely the favorite here is uh, Miss Luton's death. That's the teacher mm, and everything. That was your favorite death? That was like... Just, a, I, okay, yeah, go okay, ahead. I was sorry, Tell me yeah. why so, is that your favorite okay. death? So I think just because like, you know, because they do the kind of same similar setup with Todd where like everything they touch just, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, is it going to be this? Oh, is it going to be this? <laughs> and you kind of start drawing these conclusions so in your head. Dumb. And like, it's just, I love it. I love it so much. And so it's just so funny where it's like tea kettle and it's just like, oh God, where are we going? I'm all aboard. And then she throws the the hand towel over the big set of knives. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, she serves the tea. She screams because she sees, you know, her school's mug and everything. Mm. So she throws the hot tea water out, throws some vodka in it, which causes it to, you know, snap a little bit. And then she leaks the vodka. So it all kind of comes back into play. And then, of course, the crazy scene is when it goes on top of the computer. And, yeah, when the, yeah. and when the computer explodes, it goes into her neck. Yeah. And Ooh. there's actually a shot where, <laughs> um, you know, she's walking through and you see in the background on her door is like a picture of like a dagger. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, she kind of gets like a dagger in her neck. And so and of course, as she's walking and as she's, you know, bleeding everywhere. And then from the vodka spill because of the fire, it starts catching everything else on fire. Boo. And so everything <laughs> comes back into play. And then, of course, when she goes to, you know, grab the, the yeah, knives yeah. and then it all falls on her and that is <laughs> that is definitely the rube goldberg explanation that, was, that you gave yeah, oh my goodness that was so rube goldberg i loved it why I was like, yes. is that so intricate and all the other deaths they're kind of like oh okay whatever <laughs> i just imagine death is just like because fuck miss luton that's why and so <laughs> but, she needs to suffer she yeah. needs to be able to walk from one side of her house to another with her throat bleeding and she's <laughs> unable to breathe and I think they really, in this movie, I think they really play, like, this whole survivor's guilt very well because they taught, like, when Todd's talking to the FBI agents, which Mm. that would have been a great, you know, subtle X-Files reference if they could have made that. Mm. But when Todd's talking to the FBI agents, he's talking about how his brother told him to go check up on Alex and then he stayed. And And so Todd's very upset. And, of course, his parents are upset, too, because his brother ends up dying. And even with the teacher, Miss Luton, she's really upset, too, because she's got survivor's guilt where yeah, she's yeah, saying yeah. she told the teacher because he knows French to go back onto the plane and she stayed off the plane. Mm. And so they all kind of get like a little bit of the survivor's guilt. At least those two. They yeah, really those get two it. are the major yeah. ones. The other ones are kind of. Uh, I'm yeah. glad to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Carter. <laughs> oh, man. I'm never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, man, he's like my most hated and my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. God, I just like Carter you dick and I feel like that's a good scene too when Billy gets half his head chopped off mm, yes, yes. good practical effect especially for the year too 
Yeah. I think that was the best death. I oh, like yeah. that a lot just because he's just screaming at Carter and he's like, you're, you're going to die. You're next. <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting. I thought yeah. that was good. And then boom. And the telegraphing in this, it, they have all these red herrings. And then all of a sudden you see that piece of metal uh-huh. and you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. <laughs> Some of it I like because uh-huh. a lot of the shots, the camera angles, they're very deliberate they're not subtle and i kind of like it for this movie and i'll give the movie that the the shots i did enjoy but the script is so terrible in this uh, movie it's just I so bad <laughs> <laughs> when okay all right so after todd dies and he says man i just want to see him just so i can figure it out so they decide to break into the mortuary oh and yeah check out the body and we of, meet uh, of todd and then they God, see the the mortician. Yeah, you see the mortician there, and it's just it's just so weird. It's just hella weird. Why is this mortician here? <laughs> what is he doing? He's just there to add a little bit of backstory. Tony Todd, that's his name okay. from Candyman and okay. uh, yeah, all other right, things all right. too. But it's just hella creepy. He's explaining the premise of the movie and going uh-huh. into the backstory and saying that there's a design and he's he's basically implanting these ideas oh, into Alex's it. head. And then it's super creepy. Uh-huh. And then when they leave, they don't even talk about it. I think that's like the first <laughs> thing I would talk about. If you and me go break into a, a mortuary and then we see this weird guy that knows your name and yeah. then says that, oh, I'll be seeing you soon. After we leave, I'm like, what the fuck is up with that guy? <laughs> what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> and, you know, I think with Tony Todd, the the mortician, um, he's in, I believe he's in every single one. Interesting. I think he is actually in every single one, and he's kind of like the... Uh, and they give no explanation not like, to why he's there? So he's like the harbinger of death, basically. He kind of like always kind of sets up like, this is what happens, blah, 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 this and that. Boo. So, you know... <laughs> I guess he has like a concept of death and everything, but they never explore his character as much. And I felt like with this movie too is another kind of interesting premise they could have gone about it is what if none of these deaths are like actually death going, you know, doing anything? Like what if it's all just purely accidental, you know, like it's not actually any supernatural thing. And this was the one and done movie and it's just all purely like accidental. So I mean, that's one premise they could have explored, which mm. I wouldn't have mind, you know, but yeah. So <laughs> it kind of goes against the whole delivery. Yeah, I know. Like, death is an actual thing trying like to that. get you. But oh, my goodness. That's if it was trying to be like, what a twist. Death was never really a thing. And they were all smoking <laughs> weed or I don't know, like, <laughs> doing hallucinogens. He's, yeah, <laughs> no, no. He's just he's taking crack. That's why he's so uh, paranoid and so yeah. suspicious of everything. <laughs> so this was this is a weird edit. I don't know if you saw this on, uh-huh. on Netflix when Miss Luton, right? Yeah, Miss Luton, the teacher, yeah. Yeah, yeah Miss Luton, when she grabs the towel to dry off the water kettle, uh-huh. it looks really weird. And and huh. for the audience members, go watch the movie again. And, and at that scene, it's right before her death, she fills up the tea kettle and she grabs a towel to dry it off before she puts it onto the stove. And it's just really weird. Uh-huh. It looks like claymation or I don't know if they added CG into that shot or something happened that they had to like block out something. Is it uh, before like her cup cracks or? Yeah, before uh, her oh, cup before cracks. Her cup. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to it's look at that scene Before again. she, she. Um, i have to watch this movie all over again. She warms up again, the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Then. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. It, it, it was just a weird scene. Yeah. Um, also, so after everyone dies and then Alex goes into the uh, into the cabin. Yeah. He loses his freaking mind. Oh, it's God. Like, like, 
I thought this was a horror movie, and then I and as I was watching it, I was thinking, man, this is not that scary at all. This yeah, is, this is comical. There's there's jokes in it. <laughs> the FBI agent is strangely creepy for whatever reason. Which one? The the, the one with agent, the there's the agent, big forehead. The one without the glasses. The, the, okay, that's Agent Shrek. Okay, yeah, Agent Shrek. Yeah, I know his name's. This is before Shrek too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're just find a genre. They're setting the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, just his his gaze it's just so weird and it's just so creepy but when alex is in the cabin he goes full-blown insane yeah he's he really just like, does he's putting cork on nails yeah and he's like tetanus he's death-proofing it <laughs> yeah he's death-proofing the whole cabin it's just crazy and then he's just eating this slop it's out like of a cat can food, i think yeah is it cat food? i think it's cat food oh, yeah ew man <laughs> but the first thing i was thinking is as he was opening that the edges of that lid is super sharp. I was just thinking, you better throw that you better away. Be careful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and you know what's the funny thing about like that whole scene too? Because it kind of plays on this like, oh, the trash blows over, and then all this stuff. You know, the Rube Goldberg, and then the thing comes out through the closet. And the funny thing is, he wasn't even next because he ended up changing seats or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, or because he didn't end up changing seats, it was actually clear who was next. And so it's like, was death just messing with him this whole time? Yeah. Like, it was See, just being and, a dick? And that's like, some <laughs> things that I, I hate this movie, but it's trying to be clever. It's not clever. Yeah. It's not clever. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. God. I don't know. Like, Tyler, you're telling me all these things that is intentional. And oh, look, look, look between the lines. So deep. It's so clever. Clever. Oh I'm my not goodness. saying it's deep. I'm <laughs> saying it's fun. <laughs> Tyler, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so, oh god, but I thought it was funny with uh when Death was trying to kill Claire, Clear, Clearwater, yeah, clear. whatever her name is, Claire, Clear, um, was it was trying so hard to yeah. kill. Like oh. everything was lining up to try to kill her. And like <laughs> I thought it was just so funny when the uh, of course like all this stuff's happening. Then like lighter fluid falls on the ground yeah yeah and just, <laughs> and something falls on the ground that shouldn't like you know you don't pick up after yourself and this is what happens like <laughs> so so for carter they set it up that it's he should be killed by uh by a train uh-huh and then death was like all right or billy uh no no for carter oh for carter oh for okay carter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so yeah. he was supposed to be killed by that that the train but alex intervened and pulled him out of the car yeah so it skips carter yeah it skips and carter it goes to billy. to billy yeah and then death was like oh man alex is coming i'm gonna pull out all the stops i'm gonna make sure that clear dies right now <laughs> so we're gonna get the live wire we're gonna bust open the pool and make that all electrocuted <laughs> we're going to she tried uh, she saved her dog though so yeah i, I, was I really am glad that yeah, i'm like glad save that, that good the boy. dog like, did not die <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice looking german shepherd that was a good looking german shepherd yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> i thought it was uh i thought it was hilarious when uh the agents are like tracking down alex yeah, and yeah. he runs away and he goes in the canoe and he paddles away <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like there you go i was like you never catch me alive just fucking paddling away and shit they, like, <laughs> i'm pretty certain that any one of them could have swam yeah, and caught yeah, up to he wasn't that far away from the dock he really wasn't oh god but really was. they just stood there too they're like damn it he's so far yeah, away yeah they could have gotten a rope jumped in and over the rocks him. and shit <laughs> like, <and trying> to... <laughs> or that the added tension when the tree falls on alex uh-huh. and then he can't breathe on like oh his yeah face is pushed into the puddle and he's like struggling to breathe and he's underwater for a good minute yeah he and is. then he just rolls over and he's they, fine <laughs> <laughs> they kind of played that a little bit with um 
like the other movies too, where if it's it whatever the order of the death that's supposed to happen, if it's not your time to go, you're basically invincible. So mm. they do it the second one where one of the guys, he's just like, you know, I get to decide when I die, this and that. And of course, all the rules are established from the first one. So he gets a loaded gun and he tries to blow his brains out, but the pin does. And so if something happens with the firing pin, so he keeps on clicking it, but none of the bullets are firing. Interesting. And it also happens, I believe, in the fourth one where this one gentleman's like, you know what? I know it's my time. I'm going to die, but it's not his turn on the list yet because other people have to die first. So he tries to hang himself. And of course, when people, when they go into the house, these other characters and they find him hanging himself, they just see him act, you know, moving around like normal mm. because apparently you can't die unless death says it's your time. Interesting. So they play with it a little bit where if you're not next on the list, you can basically go play as much Russian roulette as you want <laughs> and you can make, you know, I mean, you can go make your bets, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically invincible until that person dies. And even Carter says it too, where, you know, cause at the very end, you know, with, uh, Alex, he ends up saving, saving clear, you know, it's supposed to jump to him. I guess he ends up getting revived, you know, after getting electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. And of course they all, they all three of them go back to Paris and Carter says, I'm the safest person in the world yeah, because yeah. even if this isn't over, you're still next. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how it's like an eight-month time jump from when they go there and yeah. just takes like an eight-month break. Like, yeah, was like ah. <laughs> I need to think of some new stuff. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. They don't, they don't have big neon signs in wherever they're at. They yeah. have to go to Paris in order for them yeah, to Yeah, they got to Paris, yeah. So, and actually, when it gets, you know, when it's coming at Carter too, it says 180 on the sign Interesting. also. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going I'm still glaring at you, Tyler. <laughs> oh, man. If only Nick was here, he'd be sickened with me right now yeah, so. <laughs> i think it would be i think this side of the table would be your my I'm best team final wedding. destination <laughs> yeah so i'm obviously very team final destination so but i i really like it as far as like that final end scene when you know of course carter ends up saving alex and he's just like who's next and then you see it come back at him and just cut to black and so <laughs> what i yelled at the, when it cut to black at that ending i said fuck that ending <laughs> <laughs> i actually liked it i thought it was fun no and so no, you're not allowed to have an opinion tyler <laughs> <laughs> my pick has been taken away i'm not gonna pick anything anymore <laughs> yeah if you pick another final destination movie i'm gonna be on vacation i'm gonna go watch a paul mccartney concert <laughs> oh god so oh uh. man I like how that ends. And it's funny because like with the second one, um, Alex Sowa, or no, sorry, not Alex Sowa, I'm going to mix up. Devin Sawa, who plays Alex in there, yeah, yes, yes. he doesn't come back for the second one. And okay. so the second one's set up. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen the second one or you no, have? No, okay, I haven't yeah. seen any of them, so actually. The second one is set up to where, you know, the deaths are happening in reverse and it's from like a car accident. Same, you know, same formula. Yeah, yeah. But they actually have Clear in the second one and she's just been held up in a like a institution where like everything's foam padded and all these things where she's just trying to, you know, avoid as much as possible. But Alex ends up dying. They say that he ends up dying because a brick fell on his head, mm. which I felt like is kind of a little anticlimactic. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. he wasn't going to show up for the second one, but I think even uh, Alex's character, he holds like, I guess, the record for most like evasive deaths in movie cinema, I think. Really? Yeah, because he ends up avoiding it so many times. So, <laughs> but um but again, too, it's because I think Claire wasn't quite, you know, she wasn't dead yet, so he wasn't allowed yeah, to yeah, die. Yeah. You know, they kind of play with that ruling a bit. That. I get and that. So, <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, so with this movie, though, I just felt like Carter had the right way to go about this. Uh-huh. So Claire is my most hated character on this, like hands down. I know that 
I said that Carter is my most favorite. Carter, you as, dick. Well as, as well as my most hated. Claire is the worst, or Clear is the worst one out of all of them. Yeah. And to hear that she's in the second one, that sucks. But she dies in the second one, by the way. So, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you're I, like, I'm back aboard. Probably I'm going to watch the movie just for that. It's on Netflix, the second one. <laughs> I said probably, Tyler. I didn't give any definites. So Carter, when he's in the car and he's like, what's the point? What's the point? I'm going to die on my terms. Yeah. If if all of them are going to die, <laughs> oh, yeah. then die on your terms. Like that, uh-huh. that, that's my that's the concept because. All right. They escape death. Great. Uh-huh. They have a new lease on life. They're living it up. But now they realize that there is this design to death and they are going to die. Yeah. They're going to die whether it's going to be painful or crappy or whatever, then Carter has the right idea. It's like, all right, I'm going to race my car or whatever, do whatever. <laughs> and then he acts like a cool guy when he's like, it's not my time yet. And then he tries the to car start the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. If you can't escape it, then... Have some fun with it. Yeah, I guess. have some yeah. fun with it. <laughs> uh, and I guess that's a little moral gray area now if we're, if we're just talking about life in general yeah, and death in general. Just, yeah. But... We're talking about in the span of like a week or uh, no, wait, first it was 30 days, right? It was it was 29 or 30 days. Yeah, it was like around 30 days. I and think. then yeah, six months or, yeah. or eight months. Eight or months whatever. from that point. Yeah. yeah. So six <laughs> so, to eight months. I guess Death likes to take a break every now and then break. or he has everyone to, needs a vacation. So. Yeah. <laughs> or Death has to go and find another group of kids that cheated Death and deal so. with them first <laughs> and then come back. So what was it? What's that movie with Meet Joe Black where mm. Death Tick goes on vacation and he like inhabits the body of Brad Pitt? Haven't watched that movie. Well, it's connected to this. I don't know if it is. I'm just <laughs> saying that. So for that eight months, he's Brad Pitt. And so okay. <laughs> probably right. not, though. But oh, man. Um, do you want to hear some of the deleted scenes, their alternate ending? Probably not, but go ahead. I'm go for it. So um, in a deleted scene or basically like alternate ending, it was going to have actually Alex die. Mm. So he was actually going to die in order to I probably would have liked that. Actually, yeah. I probably would have liked that. And it would have ended with Clear, you know, in a hospital and she's pregnant with Alex's baby. Whoa. And so that's how it would have ended. And actually, like at the beginning, they don't know each other. But towards the middle and towards the end, that scene with... Uh, where uh, basically where Billy dies and everything, she's actually calling him baby and all this stuff, and they're like together at yeah, that yeah. point. And that's because I like, thought that was weird at the end when yeah. when they're trying to resuscitate Alex. And she like, calls him baby. Calls him baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get together, and that's because there's like an actual cut scene when they have like a little bit of a romance scene, like mm. on the beach and everything, and they end, oh. up getting, they end up being together. So which I think is okay to cut out, and I thought it would <laughs> been interesting to kind of see you know, oh, she's pregnant now and all this stuff. And you have like a paradox baby because it's not supposed to be technically alive because he was supposed to die in a thing. And so she was supposed to be dead. So it's a paradox zombie baby. Yeah, it's a zombie baby. Yeah. (laughs) It's the devil. Who knows? You can go so many areas. That's that's a setup for the omen. (laughs) That's a setup for the omen. Exactly. Oh, but. A movie I did see. (laughs) Both the original and the remake. And the remake. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but uh, so. Original casting choice for um, Alex and Claire originally was going to be Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I would have loved the movie even more. <laughs> oh, man. So that was going to be the original. Like, Spider-Man yeah. before Spider-Man? Spider-Man before Spider-Man was going to be Final <laughs> Destination. So Wow. Oh, I know, right? So it's, uh, yeah. Was Tobey Maguire not enough of a heartthrob? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Is this year 2000? I mean, maybe, but... I don't know because I think Devin Sawa he was like 21 when mm. he was he was playing like a 17 year old or 18 yeah, yeah, year old yeah, yeah. and I he looks like a he looks young you know what I mean he yeah looks, he does looks he like does he look might be young. a teenager or 19 but 
don't know if uh, with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, it would have been interesting to see. So, yeah, 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 it would have been cool. And but... then they would come back in Spider Man, and then they'd be like, "I thought you were dead. I, I have your dead. baby. I cheated. I <laughs> oh god, but yeah, so." Whew. That's Final Destination right oh, there man. in all of its glory. And, oh, uh, my goodness. There's a bunch of other Final Destination movies. There's four other ones. <laughs> and you know what? If they remade this one or did something new with it, I think I'd watch it. But <laughs> I would want I would want Jeffrey Reddick or, you know, the other original writers to come back on board if they can. So uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a new version of this. So. I would like them to do an X-Files episode. Or, yeah. or uh, what is that? Um Twilight Zone episode. That would be oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've still only seen that first episode of the Twilight Zone, but mm. I get I keep on hearing like missing hits with it. Mm. With that, you know, with the ratings and everything yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. But on speak of other horror news, like Midsummer, I think, is coming out next weekend Ooh, too. Yeah. That, that looks really and good. So I know a lot of people love Jordan Peele, but I gotta give it to Ari Aster yeah, because man. like I still can't look at the rack that holds my hoodies without thinking about Charlie. So <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna just, lie, yeah. there's glimpses of scenes from Hereditary that come into my mind as I'm going through my everyday life, and it just freaks me out. Yeah, I don't think about us at all. Actually. Yeah, I don't think about <laughs> us. I mean, Get Out, like I don't really think about that much, but like. I feel like with like Ari Aster's like Hereditary, it's just it sits yeah, with it's you creepy. for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know, we did a Hereditary you know podcast. Uh, I know episode. you don't know yeah. about it, and I know you see it. Download yeah. it right now because we spent we it. did about like a two. And a, we were like I remember when we were doing that. We we're just like you know what? we're gonna take our time with this one. It was like a two and a half yeah. hour podcast, and we went deep into it. And so <laughs> <laughs> if you think Tyler went deep into Final Destination, check us out. Yeah, on check Hereditary. out Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a long listen, but give it a check, and it's one of our older ones too. <laughs> so I, I really do like scary movies. I, I, I enjoy them. They freak me out very easily, though. Yeah. But this movie, I was watching it, and I was thinking, man, this is not scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not like... It's uh, very tame. Yeah, it's... I don't know how to, like, categorize it. It's... You could say it's, like, slasher type of movie mm, because yeah, you have yeah. like the gruesome deaths yes, and everything sort of, sort it's of. just you replace the hockey mask and like the knife gloves with it smoke yeah you know, with you know dark figure. shadowy yeah, figure dark shadowy and everything figure. but yeah, yeah. you know i will say like for an abandoned x-files script that turned into a movie franchise you know what i mean it's just something like you don't it was going to be an it was going to be just a, a one-off tv script and then five movies later you know it was a very good premise it was yeah. a very good premise and very original at the time and to be completely honest, if it came out as an X-Fly episode, I think I would have enjoyed it much more. Because yeah. Mulder and Scully, yeah, I like that that, uh, that dynamic yeah, and everything. Di yeah. dynamic. These kids didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Nick's not here, but I guess I'll talk about the numbers because he's probably screaming uh, at yeah, right yes. now. Talk about the numbers. So um, <laughs> the budget was $23 million. Uh, worldwide, it made $112 million. Oh, So wow. it was a very big hit. Yeah. And it, opening weekend, $10 million, US $53 million. So, Oh, wow. But wow. yeah, it really picked up a lot of steam. I mean, of course, it got a bunch of, it got a bunch of sequels, yeah, you know, yeah. and it just copied the same formula. I don't know how people liked it, it, though. I really I mean, don't know how people liked it. I really like the first one. Second one, I can watch every now and again. But I think most people, it's like, you watch it for the death scenes. I think that's how mm, it was with, like, Torture okay. Porn 2 with Saw and everything. Yeah. You watch it for the death scenes. And I think that's what most people got. And I think this is something that was actually, like, a demographic towards, like, teenagers. And I think that's why. Because it's, like, teenager sales, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go in, you watch it. Um, and you go like watch it for the death scenes. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I get that. But... Yeah, the sequels, like, they get worse with each one, basically. I haven't seen the very last one, but I hear that one picks it back up again, and it gives a final, like, 
a decent conclusion for it being set as a prequel. And almost everybody gives that movie like props because again, you don't know it's actually a prequel until the very, very end. And again, so, you're using words you shouldn't be using describing this movie. Props. <laughs> props decent. Good. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, uh, man, Why but, don't we just give our ratings All right. This? Oh, man. I don't know what to give this. It's, it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, uh, and I, I know this is going to be way higher than whatever Nick or Ryan would give it. But <laughs> I honestly would give this probably from like Anywhere from eight to eight and a half, you know, wow. John William Scott's decapitated head. And so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't man. give it plain explosions because I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Ryan, what was your rating? Uh, uh, so <laughs> to be honest, OK, I'm just going to I'm not no more preamble or whatever. Yeah. It, three memorials three, three memorials, memorials? Yeah. Oh, okay so it's definitely worse the, the worst movie that i saw on this podcast oh, it's, uh... and uh like i don't know man i just didn't like it and it's there were some entertaining things like i watched yeah. it i watched the whole thing but leading up to this i knew it was gonna uh -huh. be bad and i didn't want to watch it and i was like oh my goodness even while i was watching the movie i stopped it for a few minutes just so i can eat some food because i was like i don't really want to watch this i don't want to go through this entire movie and then i got back into it it ended and i was just screaming what the heck did i watch so yeah i'm gonna give it three memorials out of 10 and that is the lowest grade that I've given any movie that we've had so <laughs> yeah and I would watch any other movie that we've already yeah. watched I would watch my best friend's wedding again Ooh. before this movie <laughs> so um, I don't know if you guys like Roger Ebert. You know, he's the famous kind of movie critic and yes, everything. Yes. You want to guess what he gave this movie? He, he, his whole movie rating is based off four stars. You want to okay. guess what he gave it? One. He gave it three out of four stars. What? Yeah. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Roger Ebert really liked Final Destination. Why? <laughs> Oh no. Oh my goodness. Same reasons I like it. I don't know. <laughs> but so that's the that's the Roger Ebert score. I'll throw that in there because we don't have the Shawshank Redemption score with Nick right now. But <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, oh, am, am I missing something? Am I in the wrong here? Did no. we watch the same movie? So <laughs> I IMDB gave it a six point seven out of ten. So okay. and then uh in uh Rotten Tomatoes, it looks like the uh critic score was thirty four percent, but the audience score was a sixty eight percent. So <laughs> Oh my goodness. Am I missing something, guys? Am I going crazy? Am I insane here? Oh, man. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch. And I think just because there's so much lore behind it, too, with I think because I really like the X Files as well, it's kind of like. Yeah. This is, you know, and I watch, I usually watch the same X Files episodes like over and over and over again. I'll give you that. I'll give you so, that. But cold open, yeah. clean slate. Just not knowing anything, watching this movie straight up. And that's how I went into it. Yeah. Straight up three, man. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I think just because, like, you know, it holds a very special place in my heart from yeah, seeing it. Yeah, thing. I know. <laughs> I know it's a dangerous thing, but I think just. You know, it holds a special place in my heart before I knew it was an abandoned X-Files script. Then as soon as I knew that, it's just like, rein, you know, reinvigorated me. This, <laughs> this ignited this flame for Final Destination. And so... Okay. All right. All right. Oh, All man. Right. But yeah, there's actually like a whole list on Wikipedia, too, if you trust Wikipedia, which I usually do sometimes. With this, I do, is where it's like a... It's got a bunch of uh, like abandoned X-Files, like episode themes and ideas and everything. And it's got some pretty interesting ones that okay. I thought would have been really cool to see get made um just real quick out of all those i saw one that was really cool was it took in the concept of like an atheist 
who was like a hardcore atheist and he was in jail yet he hears like kind of the voice of god telling him to kill these people mm. and then eventually he actually wakes up outside of the prison and then he ends up going to kill these people and like Mulder, you know, actually thinks what he's doing is justified because it's a little bit like, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Fatality at all. Fatality? No. Fra- 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 Fatality. Fatality, I believe. No, I always I pronounce not. it. So that's actually a really good movie. It's with uh, Bill Paxson. Okay. And it was his only, I think his only directorial movie, but it's a similar concept where, and it actually has Matthew McConaughey in it too. Okay. So it's like a young Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the whole premise of that movie was um, this, this, single father and he has his two sons the single father is told by an angel to start basically killing these specific Mm. people yes yes and the whole story revolves around you know if what he's doing is actually right or what he's doing is actually wrong so i think it was on netflix or might be for free like on voodoo but that's actually one like you could check out too with bill paxton so and i think i remember watching uh uh, supernatural episode that had the same premise. Same premise. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so many supernatural episodes. I, yeah, 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 there's really a lot, and so and like Supernatural, X Files, Beyond Belief. Uh, oh yeah, I remember Beyond Twilight Belief. Show. Yeah, I really enjoyed those. I really uh-huh. liked all of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if this was just one of those self-contained, right? I give it to it. It was an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Which was great because then I didn't have to suffer very long. But they definitely (laughs) should have just, if they kept it like 45 minutes, boom, that would have been great. It would have been awesome. Everything Uh that I wanted, death kills, really thin plot, but it just rushes (laughs) it along. Great. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's the movie Final Destination. Uh, We'll move on to our next segment. So recommendations, anything you're reading, watching, listening to that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend. So I listened to Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh his stand-up uh, special that was on Netflix, and I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It wasn't completely true to form of old-school Adam Sandler stand-up, but it was pretty enjoyable. It was pretty funny. There was things that I really liked, I laughed about. He brought back the songs and stuff, and uh-huh. they were pretty hilarious, so I really enjoyed that. And he also had... Nick mentioned this in one of the previous episodes on SNL. He did this tribute song for Chris Farley. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he Uh did it on his 100% Fresh special. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's it's very touching. He really, yeah, they were really good friends. Him, Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, Norm MacDonald, all of them. They were really good friends. And it's just really touching. Yeah. Like, it, it... and this is this is a Netflix original thing, or yeah, just yeah. a stand up on uh, Netflix. You can find or? the stand up oh. on Spotify, and then I believe the actual special is on Netflix. It's okay. called One Hundred Percent Fresh, and yeah, it's 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 good. Would you I, say it's like Adam Sandler kind of back to roots a little bit? Because not completely, not completely, yeah, okay. not completely. There there were some things that you know he has to keep up with these right. these new comedians and stuff like that, and he comes up with different stuff, and he's not a normal guy anymore. You right? Know? Yeah, exactly. He's a He's a multimillionaire. He lives the life yeah. up in Hollywood and stuff like uh-huh. that. So he's, he's in a whole different class of yeah, people. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. so his jokes are just kind of out there. But they were funny. They were funny. Right. I definitely laughed on some of them and some of the song some of the songs that he plays. Really good. Uh-huh. So I say check it out. If you like old school Adam Sandler, it may not be true to form, but it is reminiscent of his original stand up. Okay. So yeah. All right. I might have to check that out. Yeah. I 
kind of want to watch Murder Mystery where it's with him and uh, I believe uh, Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. So, but you know how those Adam Sandler yeah, Netflix he's movies really, go. He's really yeah. pumping them out. Yeah, he, they really do. And yeah. so it just reminds me of like that South Park episode with Awesome where he's just like Adam Sandler is a dog <laughs> or <is> a, <laughs> he's just pumping out Adam Sandler movies. So, but uh, with my recommendation, so I kind of been into like a little bit like murder mystery thriller okay. lately. Okay, all right, all right. Um, not the Adam Sandler thing, but just like in general. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we watched uh, Fracture. Mm. Which has uh, Ryan Gosling in it, so yes, I very, remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, very young Ryan Gosling and Anthony Hopkins. So that's actually on Netflix too. That's actually worth the watch. It's mm. not bad. It's a pretty good action thriller too. And at least with me, towards the end, I was just like, "How did he do this? How did he pull this off?" A um, couple other things was uh, I rewatched again was like Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so another right. kind of Anthony Hopkins yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything too. And, and I really enjoyed Silence. Yeah, of the Lambs. Silence like, of the Lambs is definitely something we're going to have to do on the podcast yeah, yeah. too because like it's. You know, that was something that, like, you know, won, like, I feel like I don't usually watch any of the Oscars or anything like that. I usually feel like they always get it wrong. But with Science of the Lambs, I'm just like, oh, they got that right. Because that movie was, you know, I still really enjoy it. And even though it's like a two and a half hour movie, it still, like, moves along. Yeah, yeah. And so. And it really has earned its place in history. Like, yeah. It's in the vaults. They call it like a, it's like the national history, like cinema thing or whatever, but it's actually like in the vault of, you know, that's supposed to be everything proof, I guess. Yeah, man. Hey, like we talk about genre defining movies. That's definitely one of them in terms of like uh, thrillers and, uh, and, uh, yeah, thrillers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you would say thriller suspense, but yeah, thriller and suspense. Yes. I would say as far as like female protagonists go, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarice Darling is probably like my favorite female protagonist that's mm, at least been. Portrayed. I agree with that. So, I agree with that. So I, I definitely see it right there, and like I like the Jack, Craw- the Jack Crawford who plays him. I think is Scott Glenn. Um, he was in. You would know him if you saw him. It doesn't look like him, but he plays Stick in Daredevil. Mm, he plays Jack Crawford okay. in that. Um, and I'm also listening to uh, the Red Dragon on audiobook. Oh for, yeah, 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 yeah. I usually only listen to it when I work out because I've been working out for so long. It's just like music doesn't do anything anymore, so, <laughs> so you just listen to audiobooks. I remember but, watching that movie. Yeah, 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 that one's with uh, Ray Fiennes and of course Anthony Hopkins yes, and yes, Edward Norton. Yes. But um, the Red Dragon book has been really good so far. So, but it's just it's gruesome and it's dark. But mm. that's just how those you know those books go to in general. But was Hannibal the one with the disfigured guy that would feed people the pigs? Um, that was Hannibal, yeah, okay, and that right. was uh, Gary Oldman. So yeah. Gary Oldman played that gentleman who was, you know, like a pedophile yes, slash yes. like deformed guy, you know, in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but man, I watched all those movies. Yeah, so, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really so I'm a really big fan of Science of the Lambs. I'm a really big fan of uh, like Red Dragon. Did you and, watch the the series? The t- uh, no, TV I hear series? it's very good yeah, though. Yeah. I actually really want to watch the series. Cause I hear it's very good. And Hannibal, which isn't my favorite, but it's definitely like a good one too as well. I think it's worth the watch. Yeah. Um, Hannibal Rising, awful. It's like a prequel. <laughs> just completely oh, yeah. awful. So yeah. bad. She's like, what are you doing? I don't get anything that's going on, you know? So, but yeah, oh gosh, that's all I got for recommendations right there. And, okay. you know, Silence right. of the Lambs on Netflix, you can go check it out or you can watch Final Destination. I'd probably say Silence of the Lambs. I really like <laughs> Final Destination, but Silence of the Lambs is probably a much better choice. Mm. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, we've got mail. So what movie does everyone love but you hate and vice versa from Jordan? Hey, thank you, Jordan. And remember, if you would like to have your email read on uh, Talking Flick, you can email us at talkingflick at gmail.com. And then Nick's, you, Nick Nick's turn. says, yeah. <laughs> talkingflick at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, a movie that you think is good that everyone hates or vice versa. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. I need to think about so, it. The first, the first thing I can think of is, uh, and Nick's gonna hate me for this, but it, <laughs> but you're not here, Nick. So <laughs> you're enjoying Paul McCarthy, <laughs> and so, uh, but it's um, it's Heat with uh, Al Pacino. Uh, okay, all right, all Robert right. De Niro, um, and uh, gosh, so Tom Sizemore too as well, I believe. So it's that movie because. I know everybody really likes that movie and they say suspense. Oh, it's got Val Kilmer in it too. Mm. And I watch it. It's got okay action, but it's just so boring to me. <laughs> and like, I know the most iconic scenes in there is like when they have like a conversation scene, like at this diner and everything between Al Pacino and, and uh, De Niro. And it's just, I remember when I was watching, I'm just like, this is so boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So all right. I know it's a movie. It's critically acclaimed. Almost all the fans who've seen it, you know, they really like it. But with me, it's just, it was just so boring to me. And I watched it, and then after I watched it, I watched uh, that Friday movie with the Christmas next yeah, Friday yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. and I liked that better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was man. just like, this is how I should have been spending my night, but that's what I got for movies that you know everyone loves, but I just did not like. So <laughs> Okay. I'm like thinking about movies that I watched, and I really don't know. I'm, I, I think I have to dig deep into like my childhood of movies that I watched. Yeah. And just because of nostalgia reasons, that that's why I like it. Uh, I'd have to go with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the one with Kevin Costner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched that so many times, and I don't know. That's definitely not Kevin Costner's best movie. Yeah. But I watched it. Is it, it. his worst? Uh, no, I, Probably not. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, and then uh, isn't, um, what's his, Morgan Freeman in that movie also? I think I, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then I think for sure, if Nick heard this, a movie that I really like was Romeo and Juliet, the modern day adaptation. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio and yeah. Claire Danes. Oh man, I watched that so many times and I could probably still watch it so many times. <laughs> you know, since we just did Final Destination, apparently like that's probably one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I really like this. Nobody else will. And so, <laughs> oh, oh God. Man. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Uh, next week, uh, we're either going to do Almost Famous or Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. So uh, we're still going to talk about it with yeah, Nick. Yeah, we need I to think, figure that out. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to be off next week, and I think next week it'll just be Nick and me. Nick we'll and see. I. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see what yeah, happens. So, anything could happen on Talking Flick. Any, that's right. Anything <laughs> could happen. You think we got a plan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. But yeah, so uh, either one of those movies, I think Almost Famous is on Netflix, so you can always catch that yeah, out. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of you guys who are like Marvel fans are going to watch you know spider-man far from home i know mm. i'm probably going to be watching it next weekend for sure in general um but yeah we'll see what happens maybe yeah. we'll do a bonus one who knows so and i did not know that midsummer was coming out next yeah, week. yeah so that sounds awesome that right. sounds awesome too so but the power of the pick is nick's choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know we'll see we, maybe we'll do like a bonus thing if we have time for it for like spider-man or like midsummer or something like yeah, that yeah. Well, well if you want midsummer bonus we'll try and do it so. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want its own episode which i want yeah then we'll we'll do it we'll force nick we'll to watch that nick, movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so uh 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, where can we find you at, Ryan? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or if you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. Essentially, it's a real play, role play, collaborative storytelling podcast using the D&D 5th edition system to tell this overarching fantasy story. If you like wizards and, and warlocks and swords and sorcery and all these different things, if you're into Game of Thrones or Lord of the rings we do a lot of that plus we add a lot of our humor dick jokes and uh, i don't know just random weird <laughs> things hey so come by listen to us hang out and i'm sure you'll enjoy it if you just want to follow me you can find me on twitter and instagram at ryan underscore dot com that's ryan with an i underscore d-o-t-c-o-m Yep, and we'll also have a link in the description, too, for Ryan's uh, podcast as well as his Twitter. Um, we'll also have something in there for Nick also. He has a uh, review on yesterday, which yes. he watched uh, this weekend. I think he put it up on his blog or his website, sorry. Yeah, realwatchability.com. Yeah, realwatchability.com. So we'll have that up there. So uh, yesterday was a story of where everybody forgets the Beatles songs. Yeah, except, except for one, one guy. Except for one guy, and yeah. he ends up capitalizing on it. And yeah, so, yeah, which sounds very interesting. Yeah, so... so Nick seemed like he kind of enjoyed it, but he was kind of still giving it some breathing room too. So yeah, to so kind if of you wanna, sit in, yeah. If you want to see what he thinks about it and you want to see the Shawshank scale on yeah. that, go to realwatchability.com. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think about the ratings I give, I'm just like, you know what? Nick gave Weekend at Bernie's an eight and a half yeah. on the Shawshank scale. So <laughs> that's yeah. It's kind of so, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it blows so, my mind. So every time, like, I remember we both just like when we heard that, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 yeah They're, you know sometimes uh we all have those movies. yeah they have yeah. those flaws you know <laughs> <laughs> we all have those movies that just yeah <laughs> but as always we're talking flick you can find us on twitter with flick underscore talking right there you can tweet at us with fan theories questions you know just literally anything out there this is where we kind of post like what we're going to be doing for like future weeks as well um you can also leave a review with us on whatever app you're listening to us to. But the big one, of course, is Apple. Yes. And hey, come on, guys, leave a review. I think it's been a while since I've seen if we've gotten a new review. But if you're listening if to you, this, leave a review right now. And so if you're going to rate us, Apple. Again, you can go to TalkingFlick.com. It'll take you right to our podcast page on yeah. iTunes. And then you can just do a few clicks and boom, you can leave a five star review. Five stars. I'm I'm telling you, five yeah. stars. If I see anything less than that, I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> I'll take four and a half, but <laughs> I'm fine with four, four and a half. Tyler, Ryan I, wants I, five. I can't, I can't continue doing this <laughs> podcast if you're going to negotiate with terrorists. No, that's true. We don't negotiate with terrorism. And so, <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, leave us a review if you can, or hey, just tell your friends and family about the show too if you think they'll like it. Anything helps out. Word oh, of they'll mouth. like it. They'll yeah, like they'll it. like it. Yeah, they'll, they'll love it. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so if you really like the show and you want to become a Patreon, you can always, uh, there's a link in the description too as well if you want to chuck in a buck to help keep the lights on and help kind of get future content in the future as well. Mm. But that's pretty much where we're at with Twitter, email, talkingflick at gmail.com. Same thing, listener questions if you want to reach out to us as well. But that's pretty much it for Talking Flick. Why don't you finish this off, Ryan? That was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. I like how I say it again, and yeah. then he goes back again. And then I say, yeah. Yeah. And then we're done. <laughs>